Potential for ag trade between the United States and Cuba made a major breakthrough this week. We'll talk about that on this edition of Tune In. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Here's your host, Representative Rick Crawford. And we are back with another edition of Tune In. I am your host and your representative, Rick Crawford. Glad you could join us for another edition. Uh, I want to talk about uh, ag trade with Cuba. As you know, I've been kind of trying to lead the way on this thing here in the House of Representatives. It's very, very important to us uh, in the state of Arkansas. As, as you know, Cuba, they, they love rice. They love chicken. That's one thing we're very good at in Arkansas. Number one in rice, number two in chicken. And uh, a lot of potential in that market. Let me give you a little bit of background. Between 1959 and 1980, it's estimated that about a half a million Cubans left the island nation for the United States for both political and economic reasons. So as a result, uh, in 2010, the Cuban-American community numbered over 1.9 million, 67% of which uh, reside in South Florida. As you might expect, there's a large Cuban-American population down there, but they've been fairly uh, strongly opposed um, to uh, ending the U.S. embargo of Cuba, and their representatives in Congress reflect that. However, there's been a growing uh, support for readdressing our current posture with Cuba, and that's particularly true among the younger generation of Cuban Americans. And that's certainly, I think, the case in Arkansas. You know, we make the case that you know, ag trade is important to the United States, and certainly Arkansas probably stands to benefit immediately more than any other state. And there are a lot of folks in Arkansas, obviously, that support ag trade with Cuba. One of them is Governor Asa Hutchinson. Take a listen. Rick Crawford from the 1st Congressional District, co-sponsor on a bill to basically move cautiously on opening up some of those restrictions that you talked about. Do you support the Crawford bill? Have you talked to him? Um, is I, he moving in the right pace? Uh, absolutely. And I uh, talked to him uh, before his bill was filed. I, I knew that it was coming. And we're really on the, the same wavelength in terms of what needs to be done. But as I mentioned earlier, um, there are a lot of members of Congress uh, representing uh, South Cuba. I say a lot, three in particular in that region. Uh, in South Florida, and they've been opposed to the bill. And in general, when you talk about Cuba, you run into resistance from uh, from the South Florida delegation. Uh, several, including Mario, Mario Diaz-Balart and Ileana ross have been very opposed to any changes to the current Cuban, uh, em- Cuba embargo. And, you know, under- that is entirely understandable given, um, you know, the-, the composition of their district with respect to their constituents. Because my standalone bill was stalled, um, I decided we would try another approach, and we offered an amendment to the Financial Services Appropriations Bill this week that would essentially have allowed us uh, to lift that uh, credit restriction uh, on ag goods going into Cuba. We had a lot of support for that amendment. I'm not sure we had the votes. I'm not sure we didn't. But um, after speaking to several of the concerned members of Florida, I decided to withdraw it. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I thank the gentleman for yielding. I'd like to use this time uh, to engage in a colloquy with my uh, friend from Florida, um, Mr. Diaz-Balart. Instead of moving forward with my amendment as I had intended, that would enable our agriculture producers to sell products to Cuba on credit for the next fiscal year, we have agreed to work together and find a long-term solution that will work for our ag producers over time. Until today, there seemed to be no path forward for an agreement, but I've gotten commitments from leadership and my friends from Florida that there will be a a proper path forward, and we've agreed to find a solution that does a number of things. The fact that members from South Florida pledged to work 
for an agreement. They're working with us now. That that uh, that works for American Agriculture uh, is it's really big news, given the fact that they represent the largest uh, population of Cuban Americans in the country. And it's a sign, uh, as much of anything, as a generational shift, as we see uh, um, members from Florida now recognizing that um, we're, we're starting to see that change down there. And they also recognize that our legislation is primarily and, and really and exclusively geared toward strictly opening new markets for American ag products. Um, it's not about a wholesale repeal of the embargo as it stands right now, but an incremental uh, shift in allowing American producers to access the market. Take a listen. Here's Mario Diaz-Balart. Mr. Speaker, thank you. I, I want to first thank uh, the gentleman from Arkansas for the time. Look, I understand how important this issue is for him and for his constituents, and I frankly salute him uh, for his efforts. As we all know, our farmers are some of the most patriotic Americans. I believe we should do everything we can to help them sell American agricultural products throughout the world. I commit to my friend that I will sit down with him, along with my colleagues, Mrs. Ross Layton and Mr. Crubella, to come up with a solution that meets the needs of our farmers that we all represent, but does not endanger our national security or support the Castro regime, its military or intelligence services. Mr. Speaker, I yield back the rest of my time. And so with that, we have an opportunity, and probably as close as we've ever been, to being able to do this. Let me just say, I know there's been a lot of folks who have been at work at this uh, for quite some time. Um, I stepped in here as a representative of the 1st District of Arkansas to kind of continue that work because we know it's important to the state of Arkansas. Uh, in the broader sense, it's important to the nation. Um, you know, with, with farm uh, incomes down 55% over the last three years, U.S. producers are just looking for any opportunity they can get. And we think this uh, could turn into something pretty significant. So we are uh, pleased with the opportunity to move forward. And, and I really have to thank uh, our colleagues from South Florida who have, have, have really kind of opened their minds and recognized what we're trying to do and at the same time respect their constituents and their sensibilities about this issue, which are uh, extremely important to them as well. So this is an example of us working together to get something right here in Washington. And, and we're much closer, I think, now than we've ever been. So that's a little piece of good news uh, as we move forward. And I hope our ag community will take some consolation in, in that, that we have really built some bridges with our friends in South Florida so we can move toward a solution here. That's going to do it for this week. And on TuneIn, uh, here's a look at this week's vote check. Until next time, have a good one.